day 293. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, Titus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Titus is a overlooked book. <sighs> Slept um, on. Yeah, last last book in uh, the pastoral epistles uh, that, that Paul writes. A book we actually went through at the church. How I we thought about through that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah went through this at the church a few years ago. Um, but basically, again, it's very similar to to First Timothy in that Paul is writing to my man Titus. Titus is to take this stuff back to the church in Crete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, one of the things he just gets at man is sound doctrine. Sound right. doctrine, and I don't think I said this before, but the word for sound doctrine. Yeah is a word uh, that is similar to our word hygiene. So it's yeah. literally almost like healthy right. doctrine that Paul wants to be present in the church. And in Titus, we're going to see that healthy doctrine leads to healthy living, mm. right? And it gets all over and through the church. Right. And we'll get into that yep. as the text goes on. Yeah, yeah, and so the book just starts off in verses one through four. Uh, yeah, Paul's just going to start off and let them know like, hey, Titus, you are saved to serve. God did not save you to put you up on a shelf, mm. but God saved you uh, so that you could go and serve his people. And then he's going to get right into the qualifications for leaders. Mm. And Paul's point is this. Yo, Titus, this is why I left you here in Crete. I was say, yo, I left you here. And these are the type of cats I need. <laughs> right. And yeah. so Paul's going to tell him, all right, what to look for. And what I love about this list, once again, is, you know, Paul's going to help him see like, Good leaders aren't hard to find if you know where to look. Mm. Good leaders aren't hard to find if you know where to look. Mm. And Paul's going to be like, all right, look at three things. Look at their closest relationships. Look at their family, mm. right? Uh, does their family look more like Jesus, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, see a group of folks who are repulsed by Christ, right? So you, you want to be skeptical of a guy who's yeah. willing to tell everybody else about mm. Christ, but their family mm. looks at it with disdain because mm. it may be that behind the scenes, he doesn't really live like it. Mm. So Paul's going to say, all right, look at their closest relationship. Look at their character, how they react to things. Yeah. Or do they got a short fuse? Mm. Are they mm. quarrelsome? Mm. How they act? Are they hospitable? Are they kind? Right. And then Paul's going to say, all right, Look at what they clinged to, right? Yeah. Are they people that love the gospel, that regardless of what conversation you find it, they always find a way to turn it towards Christ. And Paul's going to say, all right, look, look at those things. And if you see those things, yeah. if at the end of the day, somebody just has the type of character that makes you love Jesus more when you are around them, yeah. those are the kind of guys that you want to yeah. Lead the church. Absolutely. And it's again just like First Timothy, man, like God is so clear in his word. It's all about character. Right. right. It's not about credentials per se. Right. Um, it's not about any of that. And uh there's this quote, man, that it just reminds me of. It's like someone said, uh, it is certainly true that the measure of a man's character is what he would do if he knew he would never be found out. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, man, like as I think through this text, it's like no, what would you do if you knew you could get away with it? Right. Um, your reputation is what you're known for being in public. Your character is what you're known for being in private. Mm. And so it's just like, man, 
He says that, and then I love where he goes. He's like, holding to the faithful messages taught right. so that he will be able to encourage with sound teaching and refute those who contradict it. John Calvin, great uh, 17th century theologian, says that the pastor ought to have two voices. Two voices. One for gathering the sheep and another for warding off and driving away wolves and thieves. Yep. Right? Yep. And it's like, yo, like, that they're both, they go hand in hand. We don't just want a guy who... Who's on Twitter every day? You're a heretic. You're a wolf. <laughs> right, right. Right. But we want both. Encourage yeah. the sheep, but ward off the wolf so you can protect the sheep as yep. well. And so he's going to go in the back half. He's going to be like, look, good leaders are there to protect the church from bad ones, mm, right? Got it. How got do it, you yes. know what a bad one is? Yeah. Look at their closest relationships, mm-hmm. right? This is somebody who he's going to say is like, look, he's ruining families and households. <laughs> Yes. So if you see a guy that leaves a trail of destruction wherever he goes, mm, mm. stay away from him, right? Wow, There's wow. people that you find that are, they present themselves as kind and wise and gracious, but everywhere that they go, they take people that are okay with things mm-hmm. and they make them, and by the time they're done with them, people are disgruntled, frustrated, yeah. mad, hurt. And you've got a, a guy that's like, no, nah, I'm just trying to help them see life for what it is. And mm. you want to look and say, no, 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 there's a type of person that he's going to say ruins household mm. character, right? Uh, there's a type of shepherd yeah. who ensures that the flock is fed. Yeah. And there's a type of shepherd who ensure that he's fed and he feeds on the flock. Mm. And Paul's going to say, mm, Titus, good. look, that's there's good. guys that work their ways yeah. into, yeah, household of vulnerable mm. people and take from them, mm. stay away from those guys. Mm. Um, and yeah, but what I love is even in all of this, Paul's going to say, listen, I want you to confront them mm. so that they would turn around and be saved. So even Paul's mm. saying the bad leaders aren't just to be discarded Mm. but confront them in hopes that they would turn around and be saved so you see paul's pastoral heart even as he's dealing with some of these wolves yeah excellent bro and uh yeah so we know we know that again in every era always throughout the church there's going to be false teaching yeah right we just need to have our eyes open yeah uh about it and one of the things i think paul is getting at is one of the ways to combat false teaching is to have sound teaching within mm. the church. And he's going to uh, talks about, talk about and two, how this is like sound doctrine is contagious, right? Yeah. So there are things that are both caught and taught. Yeah. And there are some things that are only caught and some things are only taught, right? Yeah. I can sit here on this podcast and teach you about the COVID uh, virus, right. COVID-19, but you won't catch it, right? Right. But there are some some things like sound doctrine, you teach it and you catch it. Right. So he's going to say here, like, yo, older men teach the younger men. Mm-hmm. Older women teach the younger women. Yep. Right. And he gives all these like character qualities. Right. And, um, you know, I think when you, you preached this like years ago, bro, yeah. one of the things you said that just always stuck with me is that the teaching ministry of the church mm. extends beyond the pulpit. Yeah. It's not just... Yo, on Sunday, we get the word. No. Like, I think it was life change happens around the dinner table. Dinner table. Look, a church that is only taught by their pastors 
is a church that's poorly taught mm, and good, inadequately bro. taught. If the only time you get the ministry of the word at a church mm. is on Sunday morning from the pulpit, yeah. then you're poorly taught, anemic. You There's just not... 52 Sundays mm. is not enough time to get a well-rounded uh, meal from God's word. It's got to come at you from all sides. It's got to be snacked on. There's got to be people that come and rebuke you, people that come and encourage you. Life change happens uh, around the dinner table. And it's not just like, yes, the end is so people's lives, which like that is an right. end that is good, that is glorious to God. But he has three purpose clauses mm. in this passage. He's like, right. so that God's word will not be slandered. Right. So that any opponent will be ashamed because he doesn't have anything bad to say about it. Right. So that they may adorn the teaching of God, our Savior and everything. In other words, Paul is saying, yo, our works to each other yeah. and how we disciple and lead and mentor those behind us. Yeah. Is a like we're witnessing to the watching. It serves as a missional function, bro. Absolutely, right? It's yep. not just yeah. It's not just um, we do discipleship just for discipleship, but it's so that other people can become disciples. Yeah, you know what that I'm saying. Yep. And so um, I love that. And then he goes and gives a very beautiful picture of the gospel. Right. And he's like, "Yo, like I'm calling you to do this, but guess what he says? Yeah, you need God's grace. This is the fuel. Yeah, this, yeah, Are the fuel to do God's work. This yeah. is it. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Verse twelve, instructing us. Grace teaches us. Right. We don't, we can't do this in our own strength. Right. right? We be we be fighting each other. Right. But Paul is like, yo, like, no, no, no. God, we God gives us the grace. Right. The power in the gospel uh, to mm. do what He calls us to do. Chapter one is about the leadership of the church. Chapter two is about the church as a whole. And chapter three is about the influence that the church is to have mm. on the world. Yeah. Uh, and yet, and I think chapter three helps us see, man, we become reflections of God's goodness mm. by reflecting on God's goodness. Mm. Right. So mm. he's going to talk about, uh, yeah, that um, what's this? Yeah. Verse four. But when the kindness of our savior. Yeah. Uh, and his love for mankind appeared. He saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit, he poured out his spirit on us abundantly through Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. This thing is trustworthy. I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed God might be careful to devote themselves to good works. So he's mm -hmm. going to talk about the grace of God. And if we've really received it, if that revival has taken place in our heart, mm -hmm. then it should lead to a revolution of us devoting ourselves to do good works in our world, right? Mm -hmm. We become reflections of the goodness of God in the world mm -hmm. by looking back and reflecting on God's goodness to us in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, and one of the things I do want to say, bro, is that, man, Paul is going to talk about how we ought to relate to one another in the church and then how we relate to the world. And one of the things he's just saying about the world, man, um, is that our society basically should be a better place because Christians live in it. Absolutely. Right. We should be not just good, like people <laughs> to other believers, but right. good citizens yeah. uh, on the earth because we're citizens of another kingdom mm. that is to come. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. Uh, we pray that, um, the teaching about uh, Christ and his gospel will make its way to our real lives um, and to those we mentor and disciple and to our neighbors. Um, I pray, Lord, that you will fuel us by your grace to love uh, 
people as you've loved us in the gospel. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.